0: First Smoke family, we're about to get in some hash smoking, some hash making. We're about to sit down with an OG in in this game right here. Marcus from Nature's Lab Extracts. OG in the Prop 215 days we get into his journey. It's a wild one. This is what it's about. Also, if you guys are growers or you need grow equipment, growgeneration.com, 60 plus stores nationwide and also growgeneration.com. Listen, if you want to get a discount code and you want priority, First Smoke 10. That's the link. It's on our website, fsotd.com, along with the code for drip hydro. If you're a grower and you wanna up your game, you wanna try a new nutrient company or you're new in a new facility somewhere, or in LA, obviously, and you wanna try a brand new nutrient company, drip hydro, go on fsotd.com, Get the code. It's a code that gets you priority. It might even get you hooked up with a bunch of free nutrients. Dr. Dabber.com, Dr. Dabber. One of the things we smoke a bunch of this hash out of on the podcast we're about to sit down to. Hit them up, use the code. It's on our website as well. Hit that up and get a discount on all Dr. Dabber products. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, show us some love. We're about to get into some hash smoking. One of the
1: award-winning um, extract companies out there, My man Marcus, of. Lab.
0: One of the extract artists that from 215 all the
2: way to now, we've seen the brand just exponentially grow. So, like, found out, like, to the grapevine that it was made with isopropylene, like 99.99%. You know, you start with like floor trim and floor weed, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're running through CR and make it look beautiful. It's like it was still trash.
0: And they're dabbing it. And I remember asking all the people around me, "What? Uh, what is that? Man, as you already know, like Pac would say, and we're back. First smoke of the day, episode 97 with an OG in the game, Marcus from Nature's Lab. One of the extract artists that from 215 all the way to now, we've seen the brand just exponentially grow. Now it's states to state. This is an exciting podcast for me because we rarely get to sit down with hash makers that come from the solvent side and do a lot of solventless work too. For so, sure. you have like your legacy of both. It's not just, oh, I started doing it when Raza was big. Yeah. Or I started doing it and then I got out of it. And like your history starts with like the essence of the plant all the way to the extraction on all levels. For sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Really doing cool. it for a while. <laughs> Welcome
0: to First Smoke, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We've seen you on Be Real TV. Yeah, I see you on the smoke box for sure. <laughs> That's one of my favorite episodes. There's like three or four that I all roll
2: through and like yours is a great one, bro. Like, I have no idea with you with my hands. I think yeah. I was just like sitting there smoking a joint trying to keep up with B the whole time. He's crazy. He, he can put him down he in like a tight environment out. fogged yeah. out and oh he's my just eyes like, were burning. <laughs> yeah, he
0: got used to that somehow. He's yeah. like, but I want to start off with a question and I want to start off with a fat dab. I I like that. <laughs> what do you think happened to the BHO market? Because if I take the same six-star product today and I have it extracted with solvent, right? Even a high-end solvent, a quality solvent that's been purified and run, I still won't get the price or the demand that I do with a solventless extraction. Like, what do you think? Is it just because one is solvent and solventless or is it because one put a really good marketing campaign together or?
2: I mean I definitely think Solventless had that like uh, marketing campaign the same way people tried to oh I'm gonna get all my food from Whole Foods because it's organic and better. But I mean the reality it was just that CRC. Yeah in my I killed opinion it. that CRC just killed it. Like you had those like brands that were like no you should clean it you know like I clean, you know, your water is filtered eight times and it's like, yeah, cool. I think the source is really what matters though. It's like, you know, water is purified eight times. Cool. I can pee in a cup. You can run it through your filter. You watch someone pee in that cup. Do you really want to drink that water? Like, no. It's like BHO is no different. You start with like floor trim and floor weed, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're running through CR and make it look beautiful. It's like it was still trash, you know. Yeah. The sweep now up, people Keith. like how often do you even hear live resin? Everything's oh. just BHO. It's like that CRC just killed like the distinguishing factor of live because everything looks live now, even though it's you know,
0: oh, not you know? if everything looks like a Ferrari. Yeah.
2: I mean, before who's going to buy a
0: $300,000
2: Ferrari. Like when I ran trim back in the day, like when I ran your trim, your trim looked like live resin, but we label it trim because it's trim. Like there's just no trust in the industry on that side anymore. Like BHO is just BHO has no like, you know, pull of where it's from. Like even like when you're labeling it, we've ran a couple runs where like we've put trim run on there Mm -hmm. and the clients would get mad. It's like, yo dude, like we have to put trim run on there. It's honest. Like you can't just call it like premium. It's like, what what do you mean premium? Like, what's that mean? What part of the plan is premium, you know? (laughs) it's the stems that's yeah, the premium part The stems The yeah, premium yeah. stems though yeah they're yeah, not yeah. none of these low-grade stems which is know? crazy
0: though because you look at some people's trim and it's like yo this is better than 90 percent of the nugs out there yeah like when it's clipped and it's the full leaf and it hasn't even been broken down into little pieces yet it's like the full wrap around leaf that's just been clipped at the stem and i remember looking through some people's trim and i'm like dude i, I would smoke this This yeah. just so not nice. like this is just frosted out like yeah, it's crazy how it it went sideways so fast. Where we were getting diamonds, we were getting also just great sauces and that were tested and had zero carcinogens, right? Yeah. And had all the stuff removed. We got into the ovens. We they figured out or you guys figured out how to basically purify a solvent substance out of Yeah, degassing and mm-hmm. like pulling it out. I mean, getting rid of it under some kind of circumstance. And then CRC and distillate pens come in and then that wave of like bad publicity and, yeah. and people trying to turn scraps into yeah. premium. It was the
2: distillate tech, the same tech they're using for filtration on mm-hmm. that to do color remediation. That was, they just, you know, I don't know which extractor was the one who coined it. And honestly I would hate to be the guy who coined that because I feel like now it's like, cool, you've ruined an entire industry. Like VHO industry oh. just, you know, single handedly got ruined because CRC spread like wildfire and yeah, you know, now you got a Dude. bunch of trash out in the market. It it is crazy. Yeah. It,
0: like to think about because like I was one of the ones that I man, when it was t- I was loving smoking like premium oh, yeah. flavors. And what changed too, and like what was the craziest change was every grower had like these six or eight or twelve strains, or this one special strain that they've been holding on to. And the flower was so good that then you could extract it and you would have every grower would have some different version like oh this is my purple urkel fino this is my you know papaya times this fino when solventless, and i'm not i'm not a solventless hater i just it killed a lot of the growers wanting to grow unique strains because you either now grow for flower or you grow for hash it did it wasn't both where with with butane or solvent extraction you could do both
2: yeah and the yield went way down like you're talking yeah. og kush on the rosin side yields trash versus mm-hmm. og kush on the flower side to bho was great you know like yeah it just you you got rid of that though i'm like it's like you're seeing one percenters two percenters at best on rosin versus like back in bho it's like we're getting six you know yeah. we're getting seven on live so it's like you know it's a hard one to bite on that one too because it's just like why am i getting less hash and mm-hmm. you know And on top of it, it's like, I still like the BHO stuff that was fire when it was from fire. You know,
0: I think it's like two options, right? It's like people always want to go to like, it's this or that. Yeah. It's Republican or Democrat, or it's like this or that. It's like, no, it it could be both or neither. Yeah. It could definitely be neither.
2: (laughs) 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 It could always be neither. (laughs) Nah, none of that or that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's, so let's get into this dad, man. So. I I loaded up something that smells
2: so unique. I haven't smelled something like this in a while. Uh, Burning Rope Sour Diesel. Yep. Burning Rope Sour Diesel. Uh, We just ran this stuff. So this is the full spec side. This isn't like the the 90 and 70 that we usually just run for everyone else. This is like the 150, the 120 and the 45 or 43. If you showed me that and had that
0: me smell, I would have said that's isolated 73U or 90, whatever the bag is, you know, that. That's in that range that you use from whatever brand isolator. Uh, so let's light this up, man. For sure. Yeah. Dr. Dabber, big shout out to Burning Rope, big shout out to Nature's oh, yeah. Lab for the collab, and then now Dr. Dabber to send it home. But yeah. Yeah, Burning Rope's grow some great shit. He does, doesn't yeah. he? His Go Global drop sell out. I mean, great oh, yeah. grower, goes way back again, Prop 215 days, just like all of us. Yeah. Bro. To get into that, I mean, obviously, as we're taking dabs, but your story goes back way before rack, way before you know. It, it gets into, like you said, starting growing. Yeah, if you don't know, we're dabbing. <laughs> Marcus likes it. Uh, what do you got? Green. Okay. Okay. I
2: might have to turn it up a little bit. Yep. <laughs> That sour is sour.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's gas and sour. That's the two things that I like when I go, and then these are really nice too. Cause I'll get my, I do a second dab. I'm a weirdo like that. I some I'm doing a second dab one, just cause that one is so low. I'm yeah. like, might as well. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, how did your journey with cannabis begin? Where'd you grow up? Arkansas originally,
2: super illegal at first. Yeah. I mean, even now today, I think, right? It's medical, but it is still, you know, I go visit my buddy's shop out there to say hi to him. He's got a spot in Northwest Arkansas called The Source. And uh, every time I'm walking through the street, like trying to roll a joint, he's like, put that down, man. Like, what are you trying to do? get arrested? It's like, oh, yeah, not in California.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm sure with your journey, too. Man, that's gassy. I'm sure, sure with your journey, you get so used to just smoking and that, da- you know that. Oh, yeah. And you're traveling to st- all these states that are just coming online; they're not used to that. You're like no. you're gonna smoke a joint right here. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gonna dab right here. You're like, yeah, yeah. I'm about to dab right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The glass, like little glass portable, comes right out of the, out of the backpack, and they're like, "What are you doing?" It's like five seconds after the plane, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that was a six-hour
2: plane flight. What do you think I'm doing, man? <laughs>
0: Bro, one of the things that saved me was and pens yeah like the live resin pens are really not around anymore no. so what I, my go-to is the rosin pens and like being able to get off a flight and then that hour commute between the flight to wherever you're going to like get to and wh- pen all day oh yeah that's like my go- i mean i don't i'm a, the first thing i think about when i travel is like do i got a rosin pen <laughs> because i'm like man if i get to that airport it's a two-hour layover or three-hour this or the taxi and now it's like, oh, it's an hour and a half to get to Barcelona from the fucking airport. You know, you're like, oh, what? Grab me that rosin pen. Before I get in that taxi, I'm I'm hitting that thing
2: pretty hard. Yeah. 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 (laughs) What, uh, what's your journey? So it starts in Arkansas. What is that like? So it started in Arkansas. I mean, I was just the kid getting Barnes and Noble books about weed at first, you know, just curious and, and, you know, getting free Barnes and Noble cards from aunts and uncles. And I don't read anything, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a reader. (laughs) <laughs> so um yeah i just buy weed books and kind of read on that uh started selling weed and dime bags and shit like that when i was younger and middle and doing that same thing everybody else did uh it wasn't until i got to college really that i started like really messing around with hash and it was just i, I was yeah. a, my my uh, schooling was for mechanical engineering so we had like lab access like all the time I remember like going to Arizona and our lab director was basically like, yep, I'm out the door at like seven, you know, like place shuts down at like 10 or something like that. And it's like, cool. So that's like three hours, huh? I can clean up after myself, you know? So yeah. I just hit the lab and started uh, playing with isopropylene hash and water hash and just making it out of whatever we had in the lab, you know? Which and, uh, uh, isopropylene, that would be similar to like an RSO? Yeah, kind of. There was this product when I first started coming out to Cali called Gold Dust. And it was like this weird hash. that was like gold powdery. They sold it like on the Sunset Boulevard at some of the shops down there. But as soon as you touch it, it would just melt into like a dark oil. And so like found out like through the grapevine that it was made with isopropylene, like 99.99%, you know, which is shit something you shouldn't be smoking anyway. You know, I mean, that shit causes Alzheimer's and <laughs> yeah, shit, but yeah. like college level, you know, like li- limited access to knowledge about cannabis, you know, mm. internet wasn't really cracking like it is now, you know, people weren't sharing ideas that way. So like, you know, I found this recipe from this dude in Canada mm-hmm. and uh, was making it in my apartment and then started making it in the lab and then started making water hash. And then I moved out here because I was blowing glass at the time. And uh, a buddy of mine was making a butane hash at his place. Had some crackhead neighbor behind him report him. And so my first experience making butane hash was I had picked up material to give to him. He got arrested. I told my friends and they're like, well, you're an engineer. Why don't you figure it out? I think I quit making anything glass and quit engineering and all that stuff in about a week and a half after that. Cause I made my first round and it was like, well, this is, this is cool. Like I could, you know, make a living doing this. That'd be cool. I didn't think it was going to be like a real living, but Mm -hmm. I figured it hit a brick wall in a couple of years. We'd be good. I'd go back to college, but you know, we would have gotten to make hash for a couple of years and then compliance kicked in and you know, like prop Two Fifteen, like, and we started rolling with that and it was just like, Mm kind of started picking up momentum, but that was all BHO days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And once I started making BHO, it was like, who can I meet? How fast can I meet them? Who's got better weed? You know, in the Valley, it was like, everything's OG Kush. So we were loving just running a bunch of gas all day, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, good times.
0: that's a great pool to pull from too, for extracts. I yeah. mean, A lot of good strains coming out of the valley early then.
1: Yo, family, if you want to know where to get all the dope exclusive merch you see us rocking on the show, go to shop.fsotv.com. It's free shipping on all domestic orders. We're trying to hook up the whole family. We want you guys to rock the merch and show us you're a part of the family. All the ashtrays are on there. The lighters are on there. The trays are on there. The Stonewash hoodie is on there. The Family Ties Tee is sold out. You should have moved quicker. Um, And also, yo. Tag us in photos. Let us know you're rocking
0: the merch, you're rolling up on the tray, you're watching firstsmokeoftheday.com. Let us know how you first smoke of the day. Hit us up on Instagram, first smoke of the day.
2: And no one really blasted or processed or did anything. So people weren't like tumbling their shit. Like you were getting like the best grades you could get. Like I remember running BHO back then, like trim run BHO, because mm-hmm. everything was trim run. And I'd be getting like 90 grams a pull. You know, like something that would line up to like flower yields. You know what I mean? But it was just the quote unquote trim. It was just, you know, unadulterated fire mm-hmm. different times, you know, and then everybody's cousin and brother started making hash. So then it was like, oh man, I see what you did trying to get all my free material, you know, <laughs> before they were trying to pay you to get rid of it. Please take it. Some of this,
0: some of the first material, cause I always, when I learned how to make hash, I knew it was gold. Yeah. I knew it was gold. I was like, wow, this is gold. This is even back in the day before we realized that you could extract with butane. Cause we don't, I don't come from that background. We would tumble it yeah. and then take all that and press it into pucks or heat it up Puck. and try to work it. And, and it's just crazy how it evolved. And it's, it's funny to look back and be like, we didn't really have any scientists step in early and be like, no, 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 no. you should do this. And then yeah. it's almost like the weed industry just figured it out. Yeah. Like we're going to do this and then we're going to, oh, vac ovens. Yeah. And they use that in what industry? Okay. It, it's like all these pieces start coming into play. And then now we get more science guys from
2: engineering backgrounds like you, you know, I never even used it until someone suggested it. It's like, I wasn't using a vac oven until someone like accused me of using a vac oven. Cause like our stuff was coming out. So honeycomb and so mm-hmm. dry, they were like, oh, well, cause he uses a vacuum oven. And it's like a what? I never thought of that. That's a pretty good <laughs> idea. And then bought You're a like, vacuum uh, oven. What brand did you say? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember buying that first 0.9 cubic foot across international. That little oven, I think. Where do we have that thing now? Oh shit! Actually, it's at my lab in Cali still. That thing's probably won like ten high times cannabis cups. It's like thousand dollar, you know, like the one that was like the cheapest one we could get. Did barely worked, you know. It was like one of their two thousand like eleven models or something like that. Super old. <laughs> Uh, th- it's cool too because it went into ovens.
0: I rem- and I remember the first couple guys ended up having this like glass dome. It looked like you'd put a cake or something yeah, underneath it like or some fruit chamber. Dude. Yeah, and yeah. You, they'd be doing that. And dude was doing it in his bedroom and running it out the window. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy.
2: Like oh, yeah, yeah.
0: But the stuff that was coming out, you're like, this is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, like especially considering everything was like bubble hash and people yeah. weren't that great at making bubble hash because most of the time people would air dry it and it just. Got that titch of mold to it, where you're like, yeah, that's that's a uh, kind of mildewy smelling, you know. <laughs> that's funny. Like I put as it up. on a piece of cardboard. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. what happened. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, that's the
0: OG smell, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not. That's mold, earthy. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the earthy term. Yeah, it's not yeah. cardboard. It's earth, <laughs> dude. And so, what that first product of material you were running? Do you remember
2: any of the strains? Yeah, the you- first thing I ran, and it's what was like the oh my god, I think I nailed this. Was Blue Dream. So like, you know, you barely had to whip it. You look at it funny and it turns white. So it was just like, everyone I gave it to was like, holy shit. Like, how'd you make this? This looks so good. And honestly, the, the original whip like recipe that I had, like mm-hmm. that's the same whip recipe I used from day one. I wow. used all the way through everything, you know, like the timing and like, it, I didn't know what temperature ranges I was using until someone came over and asked and put a temperature like thermometer in there. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, like how, yeah. how warm is it? I'm like, it's good you know yeah. stick a couple of fingers in there that's all you need to know you know it's, it's warm enough you know yeah
0: looking back it's funny yeah. even the way we used to smoke hash yeah. is with the bell housing
2: the swings or some yeah. type of
0: free basing type of equipment where it's like oh yeah you just heat it up and shove it on there red hot and
2: yeah Got to be hot. Make sure it's red.
0: Yeah, it's blowing. But amongst our first original crew, we have some funny stories about dabbing each other out for the first time, and people like falling out, and or like we used to joke like, I feel like I could taste blood, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But red hot dabs. Who knows, bro? Bro. So you're in the valley, and you start to track down this passion. Yeah. Of. The essence of cannabis basically pulling the resin and the terpenes out of the cannabis into this hash form. Uh, has it always been about the hash or was it was it I love flour, but this is something new or
2: Yeah. Mine was I I love flour Mm. and I hate waiting three months or so to pull harvest. And uh, you know, at first I had no intention of ever stop growing, you know. It was Mm -hmm. like, you know, especially now when you hear people talk about single source, it's like, but I never really intended on like growing any less. Just got to the point where like, time management was like, well, if I'm growing weed, I'm gonna hire a crew to grow my weed. So it's like, I might as well just shift my focus and, and you know, go on, on the hash just because mm. it seemed like I had a good niche there. And then like, I wanna say, like in the earlier days, there was a lot more unique flower out there that wasn't just like the same like gene pool of flower. So it was like, there was, it was different. And living in the valley, you grew OG Kush. Yes. If you lived in Orange County, you grew like sativas. If you were in NorCal, you had like the NorCal varieties. If you're in San Diego, you bought from one of those three people. Like, and it just seemed like when I moved to Cali, that's just how it was. I Mm -hmm. had like a few friends in San Diego that grew, but they were super underground about it. You know, like I had a buddy who this guy Jeremy who grew in his basement with, do you remember the water cooled lights? Oh yeah. Like a hollow tube. Yes. Yeah. And that's what he he had a super low ceiling. That was the epitome. If you were a grower, you're like one day, bro. Yeah. And he grew snow caps and in, in a room that had like a four foot ceiling, you know what I mean? It was just like short plants in this like underground basement room, but like. Those were my San Diego homies. We're like, mm-hmm. that's how they were all grown, just like super sh- low key, snow cap too. Yeah that's a cat? good yeah yeah that's an old school it's an old school oldie but a goodie.
0: San Diego has always been on there like track down growers and bust them shit yeah they were more the, than other places in Cali that I that you hear yeah. about avidly unless it's a small town that doesn't but as far as big city San Diego is always like I always knew some good growers when we
2: moved out here even to that we're always trying to like keep their head low yeah it was like wow I mean feds are right there I get it you know oh. and back then it was like you know it was a lot a more gray so i could see why everybody was a little more scared being down there but yeah they yeah. did seem like they were always having stings yeah like sting operations were just deliveries real. they were cutting out they, they used to come down on everything
0: man and they had some good dispensaries we used to yeah. love the dispensaries down in san diego because they they loved good weed they yeah. would source shit from the top of cali all the way down to the bottom
2: because they didn't seem like they grew so they needed it you know? yeah it's like yeah. and but i mean it was it was always a good spot to go to
0: cameraman you got a lighter Oh, dude, Marcus Marcus (laughs) in the clutch, bro. Marcus in the clutch. Yeah, man. So you start to do this extracting and you're chasing down this knowledge. And how are you learning? Like When you you go from, I'm doing it this way, because Instagram wasn't a thing then. No. And so how are you learning like, oh, no, we need to do this now. Or, hey, let's try this. Is it you just trying
2: to play with it and get a better color and better yield, better smoke better cleaner See, smoke for me i got lucky on my first the first method i tried worked really well uh so much so that i didn't really deviate from that way and it just started it was just working it was working really well and then eventually other people that like because I, I being from arkansas i didn't go out like that was back when headroom gallery was around and yeah everybody went to headroom gallery like yeah. that's where all the hash makers went i didn't go to headroom gallery because i'm from arkansas i don't want to get busted you know i'm thinking <laughs> like this is dumb. We're all going to go in one location. They can just arrest all of us. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'll just stay out here, you know? So I didn't really do all that. So I didn't really have a whole lot of that camaraderie of other extractors telling me, Hey, I tried this or I tried that, you know, like this is what works. This is what doesn't work. I just kind of winged it and that method worked. And it really wasn't until other people came in and were trying to tell me, why don't you try this? That I started seeing like, wow, this, that way sucks. You know, this way, my way is working like, and this way doesn't. And then seeing these like slight variances of, you know, five degrees of temperature, whipping it an extra time, not whipping it an extra time and seeing these huge differences of swing of how it looks and comes out. And so all it did was kind of just solidify, you know, me kind of going back to the method that I went and trying to like scientifically track it. So it's like, all right, so it needs to be in this temperature range for this period of time. It needs to be in this temperature range for this period of time. And eventually like uh, nameless genetics was the one who really pushed this one was a uh, last minute on a high times like, Hey, let me get an entry in all right, sure, I need a, they're like, how long do you need? It's like, oh, if you drop it off today, I'll I'll have it ready for tomorrow, you know? And they didn't drop it off that day. They dropped it off late, late, late that night. And it was something along the lines of I had about four, four and a half hours to make the entry before they jumped on the plane to drop it off. (laughs) So I did and made it and sat there and just swept bullets the entire time until they submitted it and they got the lab test back for the, you know, and it tested clean. And it was one of the only ones that tested clean. So I was like, Oh, this is great. I can make us like a clean product in four hours. So the problem was, is that somebody already knew that now. So now every entry that I'm getting from people, they're like, I heard that she can finish this in four hours. It's like a lucky charm
0: thing. You're yeah. like, and if I give it to you the day before, maybe the Terps are higher. And you start to come up with all these excuses in your head why it has to be that way now.
2: Oh, no, <laughs> they just came up with those reasons. I was like, this is <laughs> terrible. Now everyone's going to give me 30 entries of the last day before the event. And that started to be what happened would be like, you know, I get bombarded with all these like crazy entries, you know. Oh, we're entries are due tomorrow, but you're good. You did it once, right? It's like, yeah, once with one strain, not once with eight strains and maybe four more behind it. You know, that reminds me of is like someone that like breaks a world
0: record for uh like running, you know, for like sprinting. And then it's like, if you don't beat that, you you didn't run as fast. You know what I'm saying? It's like they expect you every time now. Like to now you got to keep up with that pace. Oh, yeah. that's your pace. Your, your award winning pace of the, the fastest in the world. That's your pace now. It's the same with quality. And at this time, is it hard to find quality product or are you just bumping into growers and just mingling? Like, h- how are you
2: getting quality resin or are you? I mean, at this point it's, it's getting lucky finding guys like you that have like the, that we had a relationship previously that now are like in the same boat as like, we're all in the compliant realm. And it's like that, that really like having like all the good growers have that struggle of having to get compliant because they made it so difficult for it mm-hmm. to happen for like a real, grower yeah uh that really was like the biggest struggle now starting to see people pop up a little bit here and there it's gotten a little easier but mm-hmm. i still say it's not super easy because yeah. everyone's trying to source from those same guys so it's just like all right if you do if you do both get it then it's like all of a sudden you have all these overlapping menus across the board from the few guys who are growing good cannabis yeah you know
0: it's cool too because you come from now the solventless side so like Let's most of what fire. we have yeah most of what we have on the table so like people that are listening that are only rosin guys or people that are listening that are, Oh, well, I used to like BHO, but solving, it's cool to hear it from guys like you, because you're watching the product be made. You're making the product you're in there and you've done it so long. Like when I talk to the most knowledgeable extractors and not just in one field, but just extractors across. in general, I always think of you, bro. You're at the top of my list with like, yeah. I wonder what he thinks about You know, like, that's the question I ask myself a lot of times at that time when you start knocking awards down, because I had met you after you guys had already been award winning. Like you guys had, we were, I think it was high times 2015. Yeah. That was our year. That was when I met you. Yeah. That was our year. I walked up to the booth, bought some space Walker and I was like, oh, this shit's like honeycomb. And like your cool logo with the, the beaker and like the collab, like everything about it was just dope. Like it, at the time too, like a lot of people weren't branded. And, and so
2: didn't new collabs, n- none
0: of it, even just you, like I could see your, your product, like even now on the table. And I know, Oh, that's, that's nature's lab. Yeah. There's no question in my mind, even just that color blue with the white. I associate
2: that with you above anybody else. Now I've been at people's or I've seen pictures from a, there's a company called like earth research labs back in the day who had that same logo, but inside of it, it said Earth Research Labs. And I had, I had a couple of events where people would take a selfie in front of it. And they're like, I'm at your booth, dead serious. And it's like, <laughs> they, I'm like, look over behind you. It says Earth Research Labs. I mean, that's close, you know, yeah, Nature's yeah. Lab, Earth Research Lab, close, but not quite. But yeah. I mean, they just saw the motif of the logo and they were like, Nature's Lab. Yeah, It's like what popped in their head immediately. And they didn't even read the writing, you know, it's like, yeah, lab, cool, yeah, that's it.
0: I <laughs> can see that. And that gets more dangerous now that we get into legalization but at that time you guys start knocking awards down what were
2: what were some of the first awards you won and like what did you think when you started winning them the first one we won was um like a hemp con mm. and then at the same time my buddy ross with the company was uh doing one in arizona that was like the secret cup yeah i remember we got that. like a we got like a best like overall or something like that that and was I,
1: a big deal yeah. back
0: then I remember farmer Joe, uh, yeah. there was a bunch of people that would, from all over Oregon, Washington, C- California, all the best extractors. And they would do like blind entries.
2: And yeah, that was a big and deal. They, uh, the extractors themselves had to do all the judging on those ones. So what? it wasn't like a panel, you know, it was like the people that were putting it in were the ones judging it blindly.
0: Which makes sense because who's seen more ext- extracts than extractors.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: No have <laughs> seen the best they could possibly make. You know, it's like you've seen the best you've made, and now you've also all your friends who are extractors, and then now you're able to judge. It's yeah. like And so you start to hit awards. Do you remember what the first train you ran and was
2: award winning? I think Ross went out there with um with Spacewalker. And then what I ran on the that I had was um I think it was the in house private reserve OG that Daddy's Pipes had. Oh yeah, Daddy's Pipes was the spot back then. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, they, I mean, that's, we, yeah. we were, I was the in house guy basically back there. So, like, that was like my first cool shop that I was affiliated with. It, you know, I just kind of sit in the back and gram up the hash that I made, and whatever cool growers came in that were like, they'd be like, hey, you want to do a collab? That's actually where I met uh, Broken Promises, brother.
1: Yo, so if you guys didn't know already, everybody's switching a trip. Terps are a really big deal in today's market, but most importantly, so is the flavor. So everybody's switching to drip and feeding their flavor. And if you want to switch to drip, reach out to us.
0: Family at FirstSmokeoftheday.com, let us know I want to switch to drip hydro. We're dripped out.
1: We're right here, our favorite place to go, you know, where the pros go to grow, at Grow Generation. Over 60 stores nationwide, either in-store or online. Use our code. First Smoke 10
0: Family, get online. If you're shopping for grow goods, First Smoke 10 or in store anywhere in the U.S. Tell them the First Smoke family sent you, we'll see you there.
1: Yo, we got a gift from Dr. It's an excess. Oh, that's nice. We're yeah, going Yeah, yeah, I can gift. Dr. Diver, come on, man. The whole big thing's right.
2: jason hey, yeah. sean bro- sean your highness la oh yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah.
0: sean yeah,
2: yeah 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 man, and i mean that's, he solid. was running like a maui wowie and uh like tangerine dream and green crack back then and i mean tangerine still dream. like the best green crack i've ever had and probably the best maui i've ever had like he really wow. crushed it with those oh that They're, says a lot great. bro that says a lot
0: it was funny amongst growers daddy's pipes was known as a spot where like if you want your weed to get in porn star and like some actors hands, but mostly like porn star hands, you put it in daddy's pipes. Oh, like yeah. you try to get, like, it was just funny that that was like, there were certain shops that were known like, Oh, these people like this, this is where you, you put your product when you oh, want to yeah. appeal to, you know, actors or like, you know, yeah. buds and roses a lot of musicians of those. and a lot of oh, actors
2: yes. and yeah, definitely. It yeah, definitely. Definitely some of my actresses and actors yeah. in that scene too. It was sick. <laughs> it was
0: cool because you're able to be like, as a grower, you've been so anonymous for so long. It's dope to be able to work with people where you're like, oh, my product's getting smoked by like musicians yeah. now. Oh, dope. And then they start to say like, yeah, this was their favorite shit that they bought. You know, and you. St- that's the yeah. coolest. One of my favorite things about California is being able to connect with other artists, right? Like your passion brought you from Arkansas here. And now you've literally put your... Twenty thousand hours in, yeah, and perfected your craft and learned it like very few people know you know, like even outside pharmaceutical companies would consult with someone like you to come up with like how are you doing it now, and then where can we come in right? It's like you've really set a bar with like nature's lab, and so you start to win with all these strains, right, like what was that for spacewalker yeah
2: spacewalker, you're known for that, has, yeah 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 which is a, uh a Sky- an og yeah it's yeah. a skywalker og back cross with a skywalker og um and then again because i'm from arkansas and we're afraid of getting sued about anything i was like i'm gonna do that and then i'm gonna call it something far away from skywalker because i'm not trying to get sued by disney you know smart so you know came up with Spacewalker, and that name stuck uh yeah and then honestly back then i wasn't nature's lab i was MP design okay the daddy's pipes uh they were like, you need a name that has this concentrates or extracts. <laughs> and so that's when we entered the high times. Put one entry under Nature's, one under uh, MP Design, the one from Nature's one. So I was like, well, guess we're Nature's Lab now.
0: Really? Yeah.
2: And how'd you come up with Nature's
0: Lab? You were sitting there smoking, just trying to like
2: bounce the idea around, or what,
0: what inspired yeah, that? Yeah, I think
2: uh, everybody kept throwing like, Crumble King or like <laughs> best something are out there, and I was like, I do not want a name that says like self proclaimed you're awesome. So it was just like I yeah. don't know, Nature's Lab popped in my head, and then just kind of you know worked. I, I think Nature's Lab is like another brand of something too, but you know you throw extracts on it, and we're good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, it is funny like that, right? You're like yeah. I'll apply to uh, the uh, trademark all together, all the words together,
2: please. uh Yeah, I got the trademark like forever ago too. Yeah, like across the board, so it's like the. The category we're in was like uh for like terpenes and things like that, like you know fragrance, and just try to do anything lab that I could you know so we could kind of stomp out any of that stuff, so yeah, it's great yay trademarks <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's important people underestimate how important that is 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 to make sure your trademark and all your business stuff's in line, and like especially you know I want to get into what you're up to now, but as you start to win awards and you're 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 starting to move through. Who are some of the people you're stoked on like getting your extracts to at that time? Like you're running, now you're starting to run into like, cause I know you're around some big names. Like <laughs> you don't have to name drop, but who, who was like a, wow, this is cool. This
2: dude smoking my product right now. I mean, the cooler ones for me were probably less cool to other people. Cause I'm like a skater motocross guy. Yeah. So it's like, you know, getting into like hands of like pro skaters was like, oh, this is, this is pretty fucking cool. That is cool. You know, um, but like, you know, we definitely had like a, a couple of like celebrity a couple of like celebrity drops that were just kind of like, no shit, you know, like rappers or like you know, some of the rap, like metal dudes. Like I worked with, uh, I did give some like stuff to like Shavo from System o Down a long time ago, like got to give him some hash. And then like now I help run 22 Reds Hash Division. So it's like that was really cool. You know, like 14 year old me still beyond stoked about that you know um, getting to work with that getting to work with be real like that's another one where it's just like would have never got the you know dream of like getting to run their hash but like you know their hash comes out fire you know like kenji's a great grower yeah yeah i mean, og super lucky to get to work with a guy yep. like that you know uh and be real's an
0: og it's oh, crazy to me that super down to earth too their story like kenji's story with be real and all these guys that kind of grew up together and like how integral be real was in actually having like handling the plant and like making sure like he's
2: it's it's crazy like celebrities aren't like that a lot of times so to to see someone that hands-on very just based on his rap career
0: he he like helped cannabis 20-fold you know and then you flip it to like no this dude loves it enough to like he had like people say like no i got the og from be real it's like no they they mean from really from be real it's crazy it's like what Yeah, it was Kenji's Kenji was one of the guys that when I moved to California and I met him, I had heard about him for like 10 years and I didn't know what he would look like. You don't know, you know, and I'm, I'm like thinking like the karate kid, this is the karate kid. This is Kenji, man. Like I'm about to meet the karate kid, you know? And then I finally meet him. I'm like, this dude's just like all the other OGs. Cool as shit. Yeah. Like most of them that are like
2: really down to earth. Yeah. Super cool you know, like you have a conversation with them for like 10 minutes and feel like you've known him forever. Yeah. You know, it's like, that says a lot about a person for sure. You know,
0: when you're, humble. you're extracting at this time and you're starting to collab with brands, what were some of the, like, I know you guys, you did some stuff for OG rascal and them.
2: Correct. Yeah. 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 OG rascal. That's huge. They were huge. Yeah. yeah yeah they're still crushing
0: yeah I, I i remember one of my favorite things was being able to see your collabs and like being able to sample all the different ones because it's like you get to sample everyone's best product from their garden and at that time when you guys were knocking down full live resin like i mean just
2: yeah i think the cool thing too was finding growers that didn't work together and like making those crosses you know like um like we had our space walker with, mixed with the hardcore. Mm. and uh we called it walk hard that was like one of my favorite strains that we ever did (laughs) and uh you know or like uh mixing nameless with like in-house private reserve back in the day from like uh daddy's because it's just like you know those are two different lists of growers that would never have a collab together Mm -hmm. but like we could force a collab you know by just mixing stuff like that was really cool like that like getting to the point where it was like we could do that and not get yelled at that was cool Mm. you know it's like oh you mixed our product together I'll let it slide <laughs> can i have a gram sure all right cool
0: you know. cannabis brings everyone together yeah even if they're beefing are they not from the same background or from the, even the same part of the country i mean that is cool force
2: collab i like yeah. that and back That's then cool. like you know you're running cured flour and the yields are so much better so people like had better flour to give you you know mm-hmm. to offer up that was just like i want to try this hash
0: dude i remember extractors buying units at premium and then being like, yeah, we're, we're going to run all this.
2: Yeah. After that 2015 cup, like we won of the nine trophies for hash you get. We won five of them. So like Indica, Sativa hybrid, like first, second, third, we won nine of those or five of those nine. So on that win. And so after that, like all the prices of flour for us, they went way off, <laughs> you know, it's like, all of a sudden everybody's weeds for grand, you know, you're like, <laughs> all right,
0: uh, you know, whatever. It's funny. Growers talk too. You get a lot of them like, what'd he, what'd he, uh, give you for that? <laughs> you get those calls. <laughs> Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is funny like that to flip it for a second. What do you think the couple most important things about an extractor, like doing your, like that you've learned over the years? Like, is there like a couple things that you're like, these are live or die by
2: rules? I mean, responsible sourcing to me is like a big one, you know, like don't put your name on anything just because it comes out looking pretty. You know what I mean? Like there's a, lot of, there's a lot to be said about, you know, testing everything, smoking everything. I mean, when I go to like all these different other states and like look at other people's projects and walk through their extraction crew, it's like the first thing that I could tell them they're doing wrong is they're not letting their extraction crew smoke anything. Oh, and to like, you know, the Chad and Brad's of the world that are like, oh wow, that sounds really irresponsible to let everybody smoke. It's like, do you want good hash or do you want bad hash? you're going to have a chef not fucking try his food. Like what? That's not how it works. You know, it's like, that's, I think responsibly sourcing and trying everything that you do, which mm-hmm. I think goes kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. I think those are, that's like one of the first quality. Um, the other one, I mean, uh, it's hard to like, it's, it's been like, especially training other extract guys. It's hard to like find a quality that I'm like, that's the one, like they have to have that. <laughs> it's just been like, everybody's been so different, mm-hmm. um, but just drive, you know, okay. if they don't have any drive and they don't love weed, And especially now that rosin's a thing, if you don't love hash so much that you're willing to freeze your ass off in a 30 degree to 40 degree room all day, this is not for you, you know? But if you're willing to do that, you know, um, then you're good. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, and when you say that for people that don't know what it's like making solventless, like you're talking about literally working out of a freezer. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have some sort of like machine setup, which in case you still have to go sage it, but Mm -hmm. if you're hand washing, yeah. You're, you're freezing, you know, for a while there. You So you better, you dress warm, you dress dry, you know, and you, you know, obviously you get better at your craft. You don't want to dress as dry, but you definitely dress warm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy in flannel and a pair of like jeans in there. That's, you know, it's, it's I'm used to it now, but before, yeah, it was definitely pretty brutal for a while there. Bro, I, I, it's crazy for me to, to look
0: at, you know, for eight to 10 hours, people in like layered clothing and they're like, got their faces showing gloves on everything just in there all day. And that's what they do, you know, five to seven days a week. Yeah.
2: Then they walk outside and it's, you know, 90 degrees. It's like, that's how you get sick, (laughs) you know, like. (laughs) So props to all those guys. Cause that's yeah. not an easy task for sure. No,
0: no, not at all. And like most of the guys I know when I go in there, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it reminds me of like if I, when I was a bus boy going in the, to change the kegs out Yeah, and then you'd be like counting down sometimes like, Oh, huh, 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 huh. you know, it's, it's
2: like that. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Anything to distract your brain when you're that cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like sing a song, count to 10 backwards and forwards. <laughs>
0: So in this, in this journey, right. Of like hash making and, and really like chasing your craft down, where does it go from now? You're, you're a prop two fifteen days, you know, everything's kind of small. We're all kind of like, you know, mom yeah. and pop. I was 400 square feet forever. Yeah. And then now though, you start to expand state to state, you know, you, you had, you get your license, like, how does that go about where you start to transition to like a professional businessman now too, while you're still an extractor?
2: Well, I got, uh, I got approached by a group in Nevada at one point and, you know, they, they had me draw out a lab and that was like, and it wasn't the first time I'd drawn a lab out for like a professional thing. And that was kind of like one of those, it was like right before 2018, you know, like we were all kind of thinking like we all knew what was going to happen, but no one really knew what was going to happen. And, uh, you know, I I did a couple other things like here and there, and really it was Green Wolf, they hit me up for, or Pack rather, hit me up uh, to, to help out with the facility they had. That was insane. And that was like, yeah, that was like a 60,000 square foot lab, you know, just lab. And I think there was like some offices upstairs. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if that was included in that footage, that square footage, but that was the, the square footage they gave me. It was like, it's a 60,000 square foot lab. So it's like, holy shit. Okay. This is real. And yeah, I, I think I dipped out a, a little earlier into it than I should have. Like it's, but you know, it was good training in that sense. And then at the same time that Vegas spot came on. And so then me and my buddy Ross were just sitting there like bouncing back and forth between like those two facilities. And, uh, and then right about the time that, uh, like we turned on like another facility in Oakland and then, and then we got invited to come back down to Southern California and get a lab up here. So we just dropped everything and got back out to here. And, uh, you know, three facilities later on a compliance, finally found a home that made sense. You know, it's like, that was a racket, but you know, uh it kind of helped, you know, get some learning in there and like figure out what we were gonna do. But, you know, it was like a lot of jumping around. Like at first, you know, it seemed mm-hmm. like uh, every business that you went with was like, oh, this is weed. We're gonna make millions, you know? And then they didn't. And then uh, and then I eventually, like once we finally made it back to California, like stuff started to kind of normalize. But uh, yeah, then we started getting into all the weird states like Oklahoma, Missouri, <laughs> you know? Like yeah, yeah. Midwest got like, uh, got strange for sure. Uh, how do you pick the right partners to work with oh man that's that's a hard one to say i mean because like it seems like every state you you end up with like a couple before you get it right or at Mm -hmm. least for us that's what it felt like um you know nevada we're we're at a flower ones facility okay that one's a that's a big one uh you know i think forty five thousand square foot lab over there uh that took a couple of tries. I think that was our, our third partner that we finally picked up. You know, it seemed like three is our number, you know, like <laughs> try three times in some of these states, you know, it's just, and there's just so many operators in some of these states. So it's hard to track down one. You get word of mouth from somebody. And then by the time you're with them, that person's like, oh, yep, they burned us. <laughs> yeah, Corporate cannabis is uh nothing like it was pre-2018, uh, where it was really, you're dealing with salt of the earth guys, like mm-hmm. the legacy guys were And I feel like we all didn't think that as much back then, but like now it's just like, oh no, like we were working with the best people we could have worked with. Couldn't have asked to work with a better group of people, you know?
0: Back then we were thinking, I wish we had more professional people.
2: Yeah. And professionals were like, you guys are so unprofessional. Yes. And then come to find out we're pretty fucking professional. Yeah. And uh, those professionals have no idea what they do with what we're doing. Like, it's just like without a, a guidance of like an actual like operator, it's like, you guys are lost, you know? Yeah, very few have without just throwing a shitload of money at a wall until something stuck.
1: Yo, First Smoke Family, if you want to know where to get all the most exclusive stuff done for your brand at, it's moodtrays.com. Use the code F-S-O-T-D and they're going to take care of you. Fast turnarounds, low minimums, and they know what they're doing. High quality products where we get all our stuff done for the podcast at. Grinders, trays, rolling cradles, all types of the new things that are dropping. Go check them out. Tell them the family sent you. They're going to take care of you. Appreciate it.
0: You know. And that's like anything in business. It's like, I always go back to, if you're going to open a restaurant, the one thing what you don't do is know nothing about restaurants and then just dive into it like (laughs) that. You know, the best thing you could do is get a mentor or learn everything you or bring in someone that that's their expertise. Yeah. You're like, all right, let's figure out something here. Cause it's like so many times in this business, people will put up insane amounts of money Oh, yeah. Ludicrous. Multi, multi, <laughs> multi, multi millions of dollars, spend two years, three years, own the property Buy the company that's producing the cocoa for the like, I mean, go all out and then we'll put a part time worker as the head grower with no brand and be like, we're going to build this from the ground up. And it's like and, and brands then, don't matter. Yes. <laughs> and, and And then start to buy clones from random people and yeah. start to learn all the hard lessons from the beginning.
2: that was a fun one. Nevada was like that when I first got out there. You know, everyone was like, it was a limited license market. It wasn't as like broad as Cali was. So people were like, oh, I don't need a brand. Like I can put any brand here. It's going to sell. It's limited license. And it's like, yeah, I think you're crazy. Like people that may be, it might sell, but like, you can't tell me it's going to sell better than someone else who launches a brand that like is a legacy brand that came from Cali, especially back then when there was no other brand. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm a legacy brand from it's like, now you're Cali. You yeah. Know, they have a market
0: share, a market base.
2: Yeah. They've put out
0: premium product over a while where people know it's a reliable. Yeah. You know, it's like all people think of it. Oh, well, it's just a name and we will come up with a name. It's like, well, for some brands it might be, but for other brands, they have a legacy already in the market where when you, when they say something, people pay attention. Yeah. And then now you team that up with the right operators and the right team and it's
2: sky high, you know? It's like, this person has been making hash for how long now? They don't know what they're talking about. This person has been growing weed for how long? They don't know what they're talking about. It's like, come on, man. We know that's not true. Yeah. You know, like those are the guys that do know what they're talking about. I mean. And on the flip
0: side, a lot of hash makers and growers aren't great businessmen. No. So there, some are, some can do the full vertical move and handle every aspect of the business. Some need good partners. And like, I'm one of those that I like a good partner. I like to have ideas and and have that synergy. And one person covers this base and I'm covering that base. Yeah.
2: But again, cocker works. (laughs) Partnerships are tough. It's the same as like a marriage almost. Yeah. It's hard to find, especially in a state where you're not going to be living there all the time. You know, it's like, you know, find the right. I've always been really good at finding like a lab lead here and there. You know, like my guys in Nevada crush it. Uh, My guy in Florida, they crush it. Uh, and my guys here, they're doing great. You know, like he's Ross has been, you've, you've met Ross. Before. I was about to say, how'd you meet Ross? He was my neighbor's son <laughs> and, uh, he just came over one day and, you know, we started hanging out smoking. And then one day when I was starting the whole hash thing up, uh, which I kind of, I was doing prior to, to knowing him, but I was just like, I probably shouldn't show somebody, uh, this like right out the bat, you know, yeah, here, I yeah. make hash for a living. Yeah. You always have this hash. How do you have this hash? Yeah. You know? But then one day and I brought him in, it was just kind of like he started working and grinding and that was like in 2010 or something like that. So, I mean, he'd been crushing it ever since.
0: That's cool, man. That's cool I mean, to see you guys as, still working
2: together. As now. we're sitting here, Ross is definitely in the lab making hash right now, you know,
0: man, big <laughs> shout out to you, Ross, bro. Huge shout out to you. I've, and I've also met some other great people through you, man. Like, you know Vic Hash era yeah, to yeah. see what he's built now, and like he's a he's a cool friend of mine, like great guy, like oh, he's his girl's awesome, yeah. And yeah. it's like I've been able to meet like just through you and around you some really cool people. You you keep a good circle of people around you that even after you guys you know Prop two fifteen, everyone kind of went different ways on some. Now they've built these huge brands yeah. that, that are respected and have this. It's really cool. To yeah, see, they're bro. crushing it. Oh, dude. It,
2: it's awesome to see, bro, because it all comes from you guys having the same passion. Yeah. I mean, it's it's get lucky to get to work with people that have a like mind like that. You know what I mean? Rare. And again, uh, when you're asking about qualities, it's like drives a lot of it. He had a lot of drive. Mm-hmm. Not many people do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's good to see all those guys work. work I mean, really between that and like uh, Ross and like, I think a couple other people, one of the other guys, uh, Alex from my crew, he runs our Nevada lab. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's like really like the nature's family really is not broken up, you know, they all went off to do really good things. Yeah. So shout out to all of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. they <laughs> they're all crushing it. So you get into Nevada. Uh, is Florida like pop and bottle celebration when that happens or what? Cause that's like, that's a big landmark. Oh, Florida? Florida.
2: Yeah. Florida. That was a big deal for sure. Um, it was kind of unexpected. I was working Oklahoma gig when I got the call about that. And uh, you know, I, I, basically it was like a maybe at that time. And so I was like, all right, well, I went ahead and told the Oklahoma people like, Hey, I'm, I'm if I get it, if I get a yes on this, like I'm, I don't have time to do this and I'll either do a reduced, you know, roll or something. But I was like, I'm going to Florida. So Florida said yes. And then, uh, we got lucky on timing. And, uh, if you go to a Florida cookies, the only brand that they carry in there is nature's lab extracts on the hash side. Boom, That's awesome. Boom. Yeah. We're going to do a Dr. Green thumb release at some point. Uh, and that'll be the next brand out there, but it's Mm -hmm. pretty much just going to be us.
0: That's cool to hear, so, man. It's awesome. Uh, shout out AK, AK from Smokers, AK. Uh, dude, AK's crushing know. it.
2: Yeah, Smokers yeah. brand out there. Uh, like I said, we're about to do a release of a new strain out there called Latex. We've been pheno hunting. Started with 3,000 seeds. <laughs> wow. Uh, going through the motions now, so uh, yeah. narrowing it down. So you're in Oklahoma. Yeah. And you're probably processing as much as you could possibly process. Oh yeah, that was a bulk place. You yeah. know, like we were visiting farms that were like, we have 500 acres, which I was like, no shit. <laughs> and they really did have 500 acres. It was a lot, <laughs> uh, 500 acres. And it was, acres. and it was really pretty fire looking weed the first time I saw it. And then the day I went to go visit, it rained like for a week straight and it just fucked that place up. And so then it was like, you know, it went from being like, it's all going to be raws into like, well, BHO. <laughs> 500 acres and like
0: (laughs) what's what's crazy about that so many times on instagram i've seen farmers have a triple a run like triple a outdoor greenhouse run and then right around week for you know when they're i'd say about three weeks early right before you really want to cut down and get forced to cut down there's a rainstorm or something happens where it's like Look at this run, holy shit, you see how big those wow, look at the it's looking like indoor. and then right before harvest, because it's one thing to like, oh, cut it down now, it's starting to it's like just a little bit premature, but you're like, I, maybe it'll only rain for the day or only it's so crazy that the what they put up with, you know and and how they have to maneuver out there. it's It's respectable, bro, especially with you now being able to extract that much material. What are you learning at that time? from that much, you know, movement.
2: Oh, quality definitely goes down when you're doing those like huge, huge, like bulk runs. Like, I feel like when you're, I mean, and it's not even so much of like you're running, it's just like the source material again. It's just like, there's so much of it. It's like, it's not that you're running like 500 pounds and that's why it sucks. It's just the 500 pounds sucks. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, Um, like any other time that I was running like bulk washes of just like mixes of like, you know, one guy was just like, ah, I did you know, we messed up and we didn't, we didn't do a very good job and I'm not going to have you go through the bag and separate it all by hand. And that shit would come out fire. You know, didn't matter if it was mixed up or whatever. It's just, you know, it's hard to run 500 pounds from a field and expect it to come out good. Yeah. You know, much less like 500 acres worth of wheat from a field and for it to come out like fire, fire.
0: That's insane. To just um, a picture of that. It's like, <clears throat> that's, that's gotta be insane to walk up on that and just see like, oh, this is what 500 acres of cannabis yeah.
2: looks like. Not just, hemp auto flowers like that was another one like the first time that they i saw someone plant those i had no idea that the water was a uh, such a fuck up for them and so it's same thing like rain for like two weeks straight at one of the facilities that we were watching and they had something like 44 acres of just auto flower and every if you looked in the field it looked like every single one of them was a different strain just because the plant height was just the canopy was just the last thing of uniform you know just like yeah. butchered <laughs> wavy ridges everywhere and it was just like those are all the same strain that's holy like i, I couldn't believe it like water just fucked up that whole place you know yeah
0: it's it's i've been like a fan of watching instagram I that it's like a double-edged sword right it's like all the hate and the nonsense there's all that right but then on the other side the amount of spread of information and genetics and seeds oh, yeah. and cl- is unlike anything the cannabis industry took a chunk out of instagram and like operate like it's 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 rare, right? No other platforms like that for cannabis. No, Instagram is the connection between everybody—the OGs, the young guys, the the people trying to grow with the guys that have been growing for thirty years. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it, same with extraction. But I'll never forget the first time I saw someone take a dab. I was in the back of a glass blowing studio <clears throat> in Colorado. Makes sense in uh, two thousand and right around 10. right at the end of 2009, beginning of 2010, somewhere right in there. And, uh, I walk into a glass studio and they're doing like a raffle for glass. And I went there with a glass blower. And so I bought raffle tickets thinking like, Oh, I'd I love the, it's all glass giveaway. And I'm like, I don't blow glass. So I'll just hook the homie up for bringing me. Cause this is sick. Yeah. And it's all these famous glass blowers now, right? It's like Adam G sweater, Kingpin. It's yeah, like, I had a feeling you're going to talk about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the homies. And like, at the time you're just evergreen. Yeah. 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 And you, at the time you're just thinking, this is just cool to be around other artists that are so passionate. Look what they're doing. And like, like, I would always be like holy shit no one gets this like we're in this little studio and these guys are creating unbelievable art that should be in a museum yeah and and like it, because it's cannabis related you're in the back of a parking lot or like you're in the back of a studio after hours when they close you know yeah so they're, On the they they put this whole rig together and at the end of the night they have this bell housing swing thing and there's like six of them around it and the one's holding this and they're smoking at the time it was like honey oil is yeah. what they called it. And they're dabbing it. And I remember asking all the people around me, what uh what is that? I'm growing. I've been growing at yeah. this time for eight years, you know, 10 years. Yeah. But at that time I'm like, what are they doing? And why is it know, to like, a torch? Yes. <laughs> and like they're and you've seen it, they're smoking and I was like, I was hooked. I was like, we gotta. Where is, where, yeah, where do you I get this honey this. oil thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And where do you get that rig? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's crazy. The phases of extracts and, and where we are now. Oh yeah. What is your favorite thing you're smoking on right now? Like,
2: what are some of the things your go-tos? Uh, these days? Yeah. I think I'm still going to OGs. Like the, the event that someone's got some fire OG to, to run, wash, whatever. And I'll still like it. I, I still get lucky enough to, to blast some BHO where it's like, oh, this is some head stash. You know, oh, yeah, it's not huh? just some like whatever. Like oh, here around this trim, it's like we'll still get some stuff that's some live resin. That's like actually, you know, some fire reminiscent of what we used to do. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like oh, this still get me excited. But I'd say anything chem. I see a lot more chem than anything these days, and I'm still a big you know chem and sour fan. You know, as you would guess, going to OG Kush. But uh <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel and you're in that same you're boat like probably. diesel too. I'm yeah. guessing yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know the right ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah so it's like those are the ones i'm really excited to run and uh you know like burning ropes has had a lot of good stuff lately for us great uh, grower kaya's has a lot of really good stuff for us uh three c farms where we're at has got a lot of like good live resin that we've been able to do uh and then you know we've got to run some of your stuff lately which has always yeah. been that's always exciting i uh, want to
0: we want to do some stuff so we grew some stuff for uh, extracts for rosin yeah but like I personally, just off of like, I want some, I love a good jar of BHO when it's the right strain because a oh, lot yeah. of times you can get a strain in BHO that I can't get in rosin. Yeah. On well, the That's much been my biggest too. thing too. It's like, I I miss so many great strains that we were smoking in solvent form that now I don't get anymore. And it's like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It's crazy how CRC killed the market. Yeah. Because market. I should be able to buy papaya live resin. And then also papaya rosin. But then I also should be able to buy Skywalker OG and all these crazy OGs that don't yield in rosin. Yeah. On and on, thousands of strains that don't yield in rosin. Yeah. And have also rosin. But the market just has shifted. It's interesting.
2: I, I guess I'm an old head when it comes to that. Where and like GMOs in that same boat, you know, it's like I, I remember trying to find GMO, it was like it, it was available for BHO, it was available for BHO, and then mm-hmm. it just dried up. hmm it was like, what happened? And then, you know, that's all, you, at that point, it was like, all you could find in rosin was GMO, GMO, GMO. People realize like, like yo, okay, did you see the one, yield on this? Yeah. <laughs> it actually yielded. Holy shit.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Now it's, now it's about finding the yield and the terp. Like one of my favorite things I'm smoking recently is honey banana. Oh yeah. That's been a popular one. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Like one of my favorite rosins out right now, the honey banana is huge. Um, God, what, what, a the burning
2: rope is this is sour diesel sour diesel what's some of these other uh this is a a mixed fruit batch from um dr green thumb this one was their lemon cherry gelato oh wow uh and then this one is uh the latex it's the new one from smokers i mean it's a papaya by runts oh these are beautiful bro these are you know what it's nice is that that's the one you should definitely
0: we used to only get the fruit then we got the gas, or we got the gas, then the fruit, yeah. right? And now we're getting both together. It's almost like every couple years, we start to add another thing in. So it's like, I want the Terps. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And now I want the potency. So now it's Terps and potency. And then they're like, now I want a yield. And so now everyone's hunting down <clears throat> Terps, potency, and yield. And then you're like, now we want it to also yield in hash. And you're like,
2: all yeah. right, Terps, potency, Unicorn. hash maker, yield. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's... And so this one, this is what now?
2: That's a uh, one of the ones that we did from our Florida facility. So that that one is the papaya by Runtz. That's what the fino is on it, and uh, latex is like the name of that strain. We've got a couple of the different finos that are like it smells like a box of latex gloves when you open it. This is crazy, and uh, yeah, loud, super loud, uh,
0: very unique. I cannot think of any rosin I've ever smelled this like yeah. like the, like very in a unique in a great way. Like oh yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 I can tell you smoked most of it already, huh? This is your, one of your go tos right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the go tos. We also had one that I totally spaced and didn't grab, which is this Skittles by um, Sunday Driver. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, work or I'm sorry, not Sunday Driver. It's, uh, Skittles by, uh, uh, Papaya. Oh, God. And, yeah. uh, we or ended up, Seed Uh, no, no. Okay. Um, actually from, um, shit, Forefathers Farms.
0: Oh, dude. Big shout out, Jay.
2: Yeah. Jake. Oh,
0: another OG another man! OG. Haven't heard of him in a while. He's been laying low.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a, he's about to uh, relaunch. So love it, bro. Yeah. He was always. I was always a big fan of his brand. Yeah, I that grape the grenade seeds they did. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- we actually have some of that grape grenade papaya that we just uh, popped out there too. I actually have those seeds. And that's still. also from him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I bought those. And then he, I think he had a sour tangy or something like that. And he did a, a breeding project or blood orange. Uh, yeah.
2: Blood orange tangy. That's that what it did. was.
0: And I have those seeds still as well. Those are good ones too. Yeah. I kept, I,
2: yeah. I'm a weirdo, bro. I got, yeah. Tons of stuff from with, all the, the OGs. I want to say that blood orange tangy is what the, uh, uh, grape grenade came from too. Oh, very different. Yeah. I didn't know. It was that. like, uh, Tahoe OG cross, a different OG and then back crossed the, he crossed out the blood orange tangy and then that with the super lemon haze. Yeah. As camera the second OG was, but yeah. Tahoe was a banger. And that, that one was. was his, that's his, the grape grenade, which is just fire. It's like, there's no grape in it, but it's like the one of the grapiest strains I've ever had.
0: <laughs> that is so crazy how it, yeah, the mom and dad can pop out something. That's maybe like a non-dominant, uh, terp in both that comes yeah. out or just the mix of the two, almost like, almost like mixing colors. Where, you know what I'm saying, you do yellow and green and you're like, oh, this turns out to be, and you just go through all this palette. Uh, Now, what do you have upcoming now? What are you working on
2: right now? Uh, Right now, uh, we've got a whole bunch of uh, new Kaya stuff coming out from on the Cali side. We've got that pineapple strain and a couple of new strains dropping in Florida that Mm -hmm. are uh, like, I just left the Florida facility like two days ago. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, yeah uh, i know i was like you you're definitely gonna make it bro <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah uh yeah that and a dead show last night and yeah you know made, made it here made it here in a skate event this morning love it <laughs> uh, yeah uh, you are all over you and you and ak yeah, yeah we, we were running around a lot yeah um and then uh yeah i mean just extracting we started playing with the psilocybin extraction that's mm-hmm. been exciting lately that's like a whole new adventure you know out there i saw denver just legalized yeah. Yeah. We just, I spoke at like a thing out in Miami, like a couple months ago called canadelic. That was like a way bigger than it was last year. Like Paul Samen showed up where it's just like, holy shit. Like we got like the mushroom guru himself here now, like just showing up at events, you know, about, they're about psilocybin, not, mm-hmm. you know, just adaptogenic mushrooms, you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, on the weed side, we've been working a lot with this solventless RSO lately which is just like everything when we're uh running through so instead of having like a full spec you know solvent base uh we're just taking our 220 all the way down to our 25 micron melting it down and mixing it together and uh had really good results with it
0: wow so this is a solventless rso yeah so and for people that don't know rso stands for rick simpson oil yeah uh, they call it the cure Yeah. Because of if you haven't seen a really cool documentary on YouTube, it's the Rick Simpson. I think it says I think it's chasing the cure or some version of that. And it's shows Rick and his team basically making their first versions of RSO and then helping cancer patients and them only using this with some and then some with using some other chemo or some other forms. But to basically quality of life and getting through cancer treatment, the one that he's like proud of that he shows off in the documentary is someone who only uses this in super high concentrated forms the traditional rso yeah and then actually cures themselves from cancer with it which yeah. is like so cool this is the closest thing to the medicinal side of cannabis in my opinion where like pharmaceuticals would then step in you know not yeah. to say in a great way but yeah
2: this is something that's, that, what, in, that's what they're interested in yeah along those lines and, and we, then to have it solventless, I've never heard of that. Yeah. We have a, we have a solventless lab only in, in Florida by nature of like the way that we designed it and just where we were with timing and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that product worked out just best. Um, and plus, honestly, I've had better results on that than I have with solvent and mm-hmm. it's a thinner oil. It's not so like uh, dark, you can see through it still, um, but it's still full spectrum, you know? Uh, people um, feel more comfortable think, just knowing, even if
0: there is no uh, residual butane or propane or yeah. whatever the extract is, people just feel better about knowing it's solventless. Yeah. There's something, there's
2: a hundred percent something with that. The first time I entered high times, I brought mm-hmm. like uh, this chem, di- uh, chem diesel I got from daddy's pipes. Um, I ran some of that, brought it in there. Drop it off to the high times rep and he's like, Man, is this solventless? And I was like, I hope so. I mean, I pulled out all the butane, you know. He didn't think it was as funny as I did, but you know. <laughs>
1: it's like
2: one of those like, you know, i it's like solvents like I mean, you're hoping that like you pulled everything out when you make solventless or solvent extracts, you know, it's like you, you I, I think I did. <laughs> those are the tough jokes. You laughed and he did. They don't. Yeah. 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 But it's yeah. like once you start lab testing, it's like, yeah, it all sol- so I don't know why it's uh, you know the there's so much things that can happen with water too Mm -hmm. with like mold and like mildew that like you really would never have an issue with with solvent yeah so there's like it's like kind of double-edged like depending on what kind of extraction you're doing you know what i mean like i like both yeah everyone has that connotation of like oh yeah solvent oh it's gonna have something left in it of course must why why wouldn't it
0: (laughs) and then you flip side on some solventless and you it like what you say i love where you say true to the source because when now when you bring up these problems or problematic things that could happen a lot of it is where's this flour from is it clean flour? and then properly like it's been cool to hear from the solventless guys about cleaning their bags every run right soaking them in alcohol whatever it is right that they're cleaning solution a lot of them will soak them in alcohol clean the bags all this stuff like the proper steps are being taken and then i've been into some labs where I'm like, this is the cleanest lab I've I mean, you could eat off the floor in here, and it's like everything's sealed, and the alarms are on the walls and stuff to be proud of, where like both sides, if you've seen it be happening, it's all impressive. Oh, yeah. It, and and the product coming out on both is is can be so superior and so different. Because we one of the things that I'm sure you missed too is you had a hundred different growers and 75 different strains. Yeah. Now it's a hundred different growers, 20 strains. Yeah. That's changed a lot.
2: The the market has changed a lot. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Before it was like, you'd have like an abundance of blue dream or like Bubba Kush and maybe some gorilla glue. And that's what people were bitching about. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you also had 18, 20 different strains. of OG. no one complained about that. You know, it's like there was, it, it was different back then, you know, Mm -hmm. and then finding sativas and just an extra flavor was like, Oh, cool. You know, as long as it wasn't Jack, because it seemed like that was the one that everybody had for yeah. a while there. Trainwreck. No, it's Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I missed the DNA collabs, man. We were getting oh, yeah. some
0: phenomenal product coming out of <laughs>
2: DNA genetics. Yeah. That greenhouse that they had was crushing it. Shout out to Crockett and DNA. Bro. Those guys were doing great. Yeah. That it's like strawberry banana, Miss USA, Tangy, lemon skunk. I mean, I guess lemon skunk, Tangy and strawberry banana were like That was like the beginning of like that just really kicking ass like fruit flavors, you know, some of their some of their flavors coming out at that time that was like consistent on
0: the market and you were seeing three or four different extractors putting their spin on it. Yeah. That was one of my favorite times. Yeah. I, yeah. Just cause it was cool. It was like, there was so much collaboration oh, yeah. and love in the community. Like there was, and everyone says, well, there was more money at the time and things weren't as tight. And so, yeah, there was more love, oh, yeah. but it, it was cool to see, like when we moved to Cali, that was one of the coolest things I thought. I was like, wow, I get to meet operators, owners, and then you take your passion and we cross it with my passion. and. Now we come up with something that we both have never done before. Yeah. Here's this, you know, and then you start to get like, do 80% dirty Sprite and 20% Skywalker do that, you know? And yeah, yeah. that's where it started to get real fun. Yeah. For any (laughs) advice for like young guys that love the extraction game, either on the solvent or solventless side, like advice that they want to get involved or they want to get legal, like just any advice.
2: I mean, if you're trying to get involved, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, honestly, your best shot's probably just jumping on Indeed and, and digging deep to try to find the things. If you're trying to learn, I mean, I started with A.D. Gold's book called Cannabis Alchemy. It's like written in the 50s. That's honestly probably the best cannabis book I've ever read. Um, and it's not too hard to find. It's like a pretty cheap book to buy. It's not a very long read either. Um, but, you know... Look at that. There's a lot of good teachers out there now doing classes. Um, uh, Mila is definitely one to look at. I mean, I got lucky enough to take a class from her at uh, Dougie's house, Hitman Dougie's house. one cool. One day years ago. Uh, she was definitely, she's got a lot of books and a lot of stuff out there, a lot of literature. Uh, Frenchie's got a great website. Uh, you could definitely dive deep on that. Um, I mean, there's so many resources now compared to like when we learned how to, you know, when I was learning how it's just like, there's so many people you could ask. Uh, but, you know, feel free to reach out to us too. You know, I've, I've definitely done some classes for some people. Um, you know, we've definitely trained a lot of guys out there too. Uh, young kids got a lot of options now. I mean, I, I think Maryland University is even opening a class. Wow. Yeah. Very I, cool. I heard they're starting to do stuff at Texas A&M too. Oddly enough. Even though you can't go buy weed yet out there, but you can, you know, learn about it now in school. Texas is the hidden state. This keeps coming up. Texas
0: is the spot that consumes so much cannabis and loves the cannabis industry and fire and smoking. And they're like one of the only states on the list of first smoke listeners, right? When we look at like our our demographics, yes, it's like california texas and then it breaks down to a bunch of other places all over like new york florida germany spain and then it goes but it's of all the places that's the one state that always pops up in the top 10 places for first smoke for a bunch of stuff that's not legal that's like hasn't has no like you know it's they're not known for like oh they got a ton of growers they've been doing this for 20 years you know everyone's still way underground there yeah and they're they have a massive like weed smoking community, like huge.
2: Oh yeah. i they very, a the, the cool. lot of them out there. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know. Uh, I wouldn't have expected them to be number two on your demographic, but I mean, it makes sense. We were, like, we were
0: surprised and it was very cool to see because, you know, every other state has some type of program for legalization at this point. And that yeah. was the only one was like, oh, they're just now. Wow.
2: Their colleges are getting involved. I mean, they're, they're, they're going about it in a, in a right way, I guess now that they're starting to, but yeah, it took them way longer than that should have. And they have a huge interest in it.
0: Yeah. Very neat. So young people like reach out to the guys that, that are, oh geez. I mean, most of us. And most of the guys are, are pretty easy going. And as long as you're hardworking and you're
2: focused, you can work your way in the door. It doesn't take more than just that. Nah, And like I said, there's tons of like really good guys that travel and do classes. Yeah. Like Nick T's out there doing classes. Like, you know, that's a great source. Uh, I mean, like they're, it's, it's crazy. Like, cause before it was like, who are you going to learn from? It's like, no one, mm. <laughs> no one wants to teach you. And no one wants to give you product to try on. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in really early. I, I definitely got lucky on that one. Like just being able to kind of like learn as I go. Mm -hmm. And we had all of the material from every guy and that we were working with that was willing to just be like, you know, run it all, Mm -hmm. get better. Wow. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's the way man. And uh, how do they find you on Instagram or how do they, how do they hit, you know, hit you up, connect with you, whatever.
2: Well, our Instagram for nature's lab is, been deleted about a million times so it's natures underscore lab underscore extracts mm-hmm. be careful there's like six knockoffs right now uh and then mine's uh that underscore natures underscore guy um either way i'm i'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of i respond back yeah and your I products won't. in all the cookie stores in, in florida so in florida we're vertical i'm the vice president of uh extraction out at uh, cookies florida mm-hmm. so uh, for trp um so all of our stuff out in Florida is only at cookie stores. Um, and then in Nevada, we're available at cookie stores and Hardeen and a few other spots. Uh, and then in Cali, same thing, a lot of the cookie stores, uh, a couple lemonades. <laughs> Anywhere else that, uh, that wants to house us, shout out. <laughs> give, us, give us a shout. Uh, we'd love to be in your shop, you I know, uh, as long as you're a hash shop. You know, that's really the hardest thing now, too, is before... Every store sold hash and now it's like a store might stock it but it might not actually sell through and the last thing I want to do is give somebody a bunch of hash that that's going to sit there and then when someone does come in and buy it they're like wow it's like 6 months old and it's been sitting here and nah I don't, I don't want that or maybe they didn't put it in the fridge or freezer and it you know oxidized like crazy uh yeah it's hard to find the right shops these days want to make sure they're actually hash shops
0: that's a great point man that like that makes me realize too. And now you're spending like, you know, at some shops, $60 for a half gram or plus. And so it is nice to have that. makes,
2: you know, like it's bad for the whole supply chain too. Cause then it's like at a certain point, like when do you hit up a shop? If they aren't pushing through your product and you know, they're not pushing through your product, but like, you know, your shit's there. (laughs) Someone's going to buy it and get a misrepresentation if you don't, you know? So it's like, there's definitely, you know, knowing the shops that you're selling to. Cause I, that's, one of those things I'm always would always be afraid of with a new shop is like, they want to buy it, you know, cause see it hyped up on Instagram or online or something. Someone's telling them it's the best thing. And it's like, yeah, but your shop doesn't sell hash. Like that's not going to drive the customers to you. If your customers don't buy hash.
0: Know your know yeah. your customer, whether you're the the dispensary or the hash maker or oh, yeah. you know anybody in that that line of sales. That's interesting, man. That's the market's so crazy. And like sitting with you, we sit here for three four hours. I already know smoking <laughs> hash and trying. Shout out Kenji. Anyone you going to give a shout out? OGS
2: along the way. I mean, definitely Doctor GreenThumb did a lot for us. Uh, DNA did a lot for us. We loved working with you guys back in the day too. That was a big one for us. I mean. Uh we need to continue that now. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh man, there are so many that we had ran back then. There was a guy, man that did that uh chem Diesel at Daddy's. I really wish he was around. Don't know what happened to you, but you were an OG for sure. Uh AK, he's been crushing it ever since we started working with him. Uh I'm trying to think, man. There's so many more that I should be saying. <laughs> Shout out to Ross. Oh yeah, Ross That's has been a crushing big one. it. Yeah. Uh, you know um my boy cody out in uh florida he's been doing great the whole crew in nevada james and alex mm-hmm. and uh all those cats matt uh they're crushing it you know we're just about to do a big launch of, of rosin out in um out in nevada so that'll be a, a really really fun one to do uh i promise one day i'll release a vape pen <laughs> Rosin pens, man.
0: Uh, man, if he, it's like the BHO. The, there's good that. Hardware, uh, it's hard to find. Yeah.
2: Now uh, it's good to see rosin pens coming out, though. I love a good oh, rosin I, I love pen. rosin pens. Ooh. Love me some rosin pens. Just, uh, you know, defects and stuff like that. I've always wanted to do one. I just, I, I don't want our customer base to have to deal with returns and shit like that. It's like someone buys a jar of hash. They're like, this is fire. Someone buys a pen. It's like, it's not you even at that point. It's like your manufacturer. So. But we're going on a proprietary pen, so hopefully we'll have that out sometime this year. That's the biggest thing right now in hash pens is finding
0: the right pen. Yeah. I, I got given a phenomenal hash pen the other night and it's broke already. It's, yeah. it's default. And I'm like looking at the hash in it and I'm like, oh, that's so
2: sad. I know. Look at that. It looks so good. You it? almost want to you know, grab the hammer.
0: <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> can some... open and take a dab out yeah, of it. Yeah. Right. All. Pull the syringe, something, <laughs> you
2: know? Uh, yeah. It sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah so man uh it's been our pleasure man first smoke of the day nature's lab extracts og in the game marcus one of the coolest hash makers to reach out have a conversation with you show up to events so someone to pop up say what up to uh one of the most knowledgeable extractors i've been around from solventless to solvent to rso to solventless rso like unfortunately co2 and unfortunately distillate (laughs) But you take a scientific approach and it's very cool because the conversations a grower can have with you, uh, the knowledge just is furthered so fast. You know, I get to talk to guys like you and I know exactly how to tailor my grow to making sure that the extracts come out the right way or we work together on, okay, this came out like this, take it further, you know, or the, the, we just did a garlic cocktail run and we realized quickly that the longer you go, the more orange it gets. The shorter you go, the more chemi it is. So, just like little things we're yeah. working with extractors, Nuances man. Nuances so. and shit. Yeah. yeah. But shout out to you, bro. First smoke of the day. Hit the site, fsotd.com. Don't slack. We have merch. We have all the homies we have episodes with we have a bunch of different tiers and we drop all these episodes like a month plus early right and we have all the stuff like after we finish this we record some extra stuff with you we hang out we'll take some dabs we'll talk a little further off camera but that's on off the mic and that's also on the website but shout out to everyone at first smoke uh like pat gods would say peace out
2: nature's (laughs) lab thanks for having me